Hallelujah. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. Praise the Lord. This morning, the subject of our contemplation is the growth dynamics, the growth dynamics and the harvest dimensions of the Citadel Global Community Church. The growth dynamics and the harvest dimensions of the Citadel Global Community Church. The growth relates to us as we grow up in Him. The harvest relates to those who bring into the kingdom. Is that clear to you? The growth dynamics and the harvest dimensions of the Citadel Global Community Church. And this is part five of our goals and strategies 2019 and beyond. If my memory serves me right, it's been the longest goals and strategies sessions in the history of our corporate existence. Usually goals and strategies will just be for one Sunday. I want to say a big thank you to you all for your patience with me, especially those who came in the course of this month and found out that the schedule changed. Instead of first service, second service throughout the month of May, we've had combined service. The journey began the last Sunday of April, and this will be the fifth Sunday that we have been camping around goals and strategies 2019 and beyond. It is because we are no longer playing church, we are building institution, and it takes a lot to do so. Those who are here for these past four Sundays, was your time wasted? Do you gain insight into what we are doing? And when I stood here, it's not out of pride, when I said, if you can do it, take over, I'll sit down. I know what I've seen, I know what I've heard. 
And I want to be able to communicate effectively to you so that we can go on together. Can I hear amen? amen. Then it becomes yours and we're then on the same page. This message today is divided into two major parts. How many parts? Two major parts. I can hear you. Two major parts. The first part I call evangelism made easy. Evangelism made easy. The part of me many of you in this current church are not used to is coming out this morning. Only those old folks who are with me knew that the strongest of our emphasis in the past was evangelism. I did crusade from city to city with miracles and signs and wonders following until God said, put a stop to that for now and go sit and train people so that you can transmit what you carry to them. The evangelistic part of my life and ministry will flow out for you to see because I'm going to make evangelism easy for everyone. Can I hear amen? Amen. And then I will round up with our corporate goals and strategies, the three last uh, strategies that will add to the first one that we had last Sunday. Is that clear by you? Please turn your Bible. Is that clear to you? I beg your pardon. Please turn your Bible with me to Psalm 68, verse 11 to 20. Psalm 68, verse 11 to 20. Ready? Read. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those who proclaimed it. Read that one more time. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those who proclaimed it. If you look in the middle column of your Bible, the word company there is the host. Is the word host. You recall in the Psalms, lift up your heads, O ye gates, be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, so that the King of glory may come in. But the gates did not move. The doors did not move. They said, who is the King of glory? They threw a challenge back to him and he said, lift up your heads, O ye gates, be ye lifted up, ye everlasting earth, so that the King of glory may come in. The Lord of hosts. So go back to Psalm 68. When they had a lot of hosts, they opened. Because he said, he said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He has taken the key of hell from hell. He has taken the key of death from death. Satan has no key to his own kingdom. But he's not going to just go there. It is the church that will launch the offensive against the gates of the enemy. So it must be in the midst of his host for that to happen. The church is incomplete without Christ because he is the head. And Christ is incomplete without the church because we are his body. Let's read. Kings of armies flee. They flee. And she who remains at home... Divide the spoil. Though you lie down among the sheepfolds, you'll be like the wings of a dove, covered with silver and our feathers with yellow gold. That's the exploit we are going to do. If you are doing cross-reverence, it will take you back to Egypt where they spoiled the Egyptians and took their gold and their silver. Even if you are lying down at home in the midst of sheepfold, yours will reach you there. Amen. 
I prophesy over your life, your day of struggles are over. You'll now be going from pillar to post to look for what to eat. You will have ideas that command resources. The world will make a beating part your doorstep. Creative ingenuity will be your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let me read a little bit because we are going to see the mountains now. When the Almighty scattered kings in it, it was white as snow in Zalman. A mountain of God is a mountain of Bashan. A mountain of many peaks is a mountain of Bashan. Don't slow me down, please continue. Why do you fear with envy, you mountains of many peaks? This is the dwelling need forever. Can I hear amen? amen? That is why the mountain of the Lord's house shall be on top of all the mountains and shall be above all the hills and all nations. How many? All I can't hear you. All if the Roman Empire was big enough that Caesar was the Lord of the earth, if, if Babylon was big enough that Nebuchadnezzar was king of kings and lord of lords in his own day, if the young man who died at the age of 33 by the name of Alexander the Great conquered the world at the age of 33, you are saying this kingdom cannot conquer the kingdoms of the earth? Once upon a time, Queen Elizabeth took pride in the empire. He said, this is a British empire where the sun does not set. But we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We are receiving a kingdom that cannot be pulled down. It will not even need sunlight because the lamb will be its light. We are going somewhere, folks. Ain't playing church with you anymore. Tell your neighbor, I'm not here to play church. We are here to extend the frontiers of the kingdom. The mountain of the Lord's house shall be on top of all the mountains and shall be above all the hills. And all nations shall flow into it. Somebody say all nations. nations. Let's read a little further up to verse number 20. The chariots of God are 20,000. Hey, if you stop there, you miss the count. That's the one that goes before him. You understand me? When your president is coming back, he has a convoy. Don't you think so? Have you seen him ride? He has a convoy. Some will go before him, some will come behind him. The one that goes before him at 20,000 chariots. Match that. If your economy will not collapse. Let's read. The chariots of God are 20,000. Even thousands of thousands. The Lord is among them as in Sinai in the holy place. You have ascended on high. You have led captivity captive. You have received gifts among men. Even from the rebellious that the Lord God might dwell there. Verse 19, blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with. I can't hear you. Oh my God, if you get benefit once a month, if you get benefit once a year, and they promote you and increase your salary, you will be so happy. You will tell the whole world. You will show the letter. Can't you see? I got some promotion here. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Our God is the God of salvation, and to God the Lord belong escapes from death. Isaiah 52, verse 7. Isaiah chapter 52, verse number 7. How beautiful upon the mountains at the feet of him who brings good news, 
who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. We can stop here. Don't go any further. In the first place, the Lord gave the word. Great is the company of those who proclaim it. Say that we meet the Lord. Lord. Gave the word. Great is the company of those who proclaim it. If you are a proclaimer of the gospel, your stature is called greatness. Great is the company of those who proclaim it. And here now in Isaiah 52 verse 7, listen to it. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, and who says to Zion, the God reigns. Follow me to Mark chapter 7. I'm tracing the word proclaim, proclaim, proclaim this word. You see, it's going to become so easy for you to open your mouth and preach the gospel. Evangelism made easy. You, be, you, will, you will express what you carry. The joy of the Lord will begin to exude through you to others. You'll be drinking water from the well of salvation. And you will spread the good news everywhere. There will be joy in every city you find yourself. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mark chapter 7 verse 31 to 37. You will see a people that will even refuse not to proclaim. Mark 7, 31 to 37. Again, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, that's the capital of the marketplace in the world. He came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. To every child under my watch, wherever you may be this morning with an impediment in your speech, your tongue is loosened in Jesus' mighty name. No matter where you are today, your tongue is loosened. You will speak clearly in the name of Jesus. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to put his hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude. And put his fingers in his ears and his spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephata, that is, be open. Immediately his ears were open and the impediment of his tongue was loosed and he spoke plainly. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one. But the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it. Read it one more time. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one. But the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed. What manner of man is Jesus? Hallelujah. What manner of man is Jesus? Hallelujah. Oh, what manner of man is Jesus? Speak. Hallelujah. He made-
seated. I want us to look at three verses of scripture again. The first one, Psalm 68 verse 11. You are going to read with me. Psalm 68 verse 11. Ready? Read. The Lord gave the word Great was the company of those who proclaimed it. You can see the word proclaimed there, can't you? Yes, sir. Then look at Isaiah 52, verse 7. Isaiah 52, verse number 7. Ready? Read. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace. And who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Mark chapter 7, verse 36. Mark chapter 7, verse 36. Ready? Read. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one. But the more he commanded them, the more widely... They were not just proclaiming. They were widely proclaiming it. Evangelism made easy. I want you to write these two vital truths down. Number one, no man who has truly encountered Jesus, no man who has truly encountered Jesus, and who is filled with the Holy Spirit can keep quiet. No man who has truly encountered Jesus and is filled with the Holy Spirit can keep quiet and not testify or witness to others about the goodness of the Lord to him and about the seven grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with that? So why have you been keeping quiet? Why have you not been testifying to others? You are either selfish or you have a demon that needs to be cast out. That demon can be shamed because of your past. 
That demon can be poverty. And do you understand me? Because of your lack. It can hinder you and say, how can I speak to these people? It's a demon trying to stop you. But from this day forward, you are muted. Number two. This is critical. No one. Say no one. No No matter how highly placed in the church. No matter the title. No matter the office. He or she occupies. No one in the New Testament church. Can fulfill his ministry. Except it does the work of an evangelist, which is basically soul winning. No one, no matter the office he occupies, the title, or the office he occupies in the church, can fulfill his ministry, except it does the work of an evangelist, which is basically soul winning. You may be at bishop, bishop, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, or deacon, except you do the work of an evangelist, you cannot fulfill your ministry, which is basically soul winning. Second Timothy chapter four, second Timothy chapter four, verse one to five. Second Timothy chapter four. Verse 1 to 5. Here is and I quote. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Who will judge the living and the dead. At his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. I've told you that before. When it is fashionable and when it is not fashionable. In season and out of season. Now listen to this carefully. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Read that with me again. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Now hear this. The word convince in that sentence comes before the word rebuke. You have no right. To rebuke anyone you have not convinced. Let me put it another way. Don't attack. Don't demean. And don't demonize any person. Because you cannot convince them. It will lead to a big fight. If you rebuke before you convict. Before you convince I beg your pardon. Convince. And then you can rebuke because once you have convinced them, you have earned their right. The right to listen to you, the, li- the right to bring correction to their lives and that correction in love. Convince, rebuke, and you are going to do it also with all long suffering, especially when you are dealing with difficult, impossible people. There are three words we use interchangeably. I've told you they don't mean the same thing. Patience. Endurance and long-suffering. You need patience when you are dealing with God. You need endurance when you are dealing with difficult situations. And you need long-suffering if you are dealing with impossible people. That's difficult to please. There is nothing you can do that they even pay attention. 
God is developing long suffering on the inside of you. You will suffer long, but you will overcome. Amen. Let's read now. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth to stand up comedians. I'm not saying all star stand up comedian is evil, but if we have to bring them into church for us to laugh, something is wrong. If the joy of the Lord is no longer our strength and we need them to come so that we can crack our ribs in the course of Sunday service or any worship session, something is wrong. If we bring them out to display their talent, absolutely, but they are not the source of our joy. We are not laughing because, oh, they crack our ribs. Some of these things, you know, is because we have developed itchy ears. Church has become a center for boredom. So to excite the saints, we bring all kinds of people just to excite them. Let's read. They will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things and their afflictions do the work of an evangelist Fulfill your ministry. Okay? Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Your ministry is not fulfilled no matter the office you occupy, except you are a soul winner. People of God, our business is soul winning. Some people wrote on their signboard, our business is to witness. That's not accurate. Our business is so winning. The tool of our trade is witnessing. Our business, our core business is so winning. The tool we use to accomplish that is witnessing. And our motto is simple. Winning the lost at all costs. Winning the lost at all costs. May I say to you with respect... That you don't have a right to call any man an unbeliever until you have presented the gospel to that individual and with intelligently presented the gospel to the person and in whole scale rejects it. That's when you earn the right to say he's an unbeliever. A person you have not presented the gospel to that you're calling unbeliever and that you're taking on a guilt trip that you are going to hell, you are doing what Christ did, because hell is not created for man, it's created for Satan and his fallen angels. So if you have not convinced, don't rebuke. And don't tell anyone is going to hell. That's not your ministry. Your ministry is to depopulate hell and populate heaven. Can I hear amen? amen. Exemplary proclaimers. Exemplary proclaimers. Did you see those men Jesus prevailed on not to proclaim? Did they listen? It's not possible that God has done something big in your life, you keep quiet. It's not possible if you place value on the salvation of your soul. The whole of University of Lagos will testify. Mike, I, I was just singing everywhere. I'm so glad I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to my Lord. 
I'm so glad I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to my Lord. Every Sunday we wrote campus preacher. Is that what we call it? I remember. We, we wrote it every Sunday. I distributed to every door. I wake up early in the morning, go to every hostel and deliver it to them. I'm so glad I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong. You would think I was possessed. Yes, I was by the Holy Ghost. I'm so glad I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to, it was called campus preacher. And when I step into politics on the campus, you know what the newspaper news, news, papers say on the campus? From the pulpit to the podium. A politician from the pulpit. I wasn't a pastor, but I just loved the Lord and I couldn't contain it. If you love a girl, you will show it. That girl will know the way you run after the girl. The way you pursue that girl. If you love a man, you will show it with care, tender care. You can't love the Lord and keep quiet. You can't love the Lord and not express it. Something is wrong somewhere when you are not able to express the love you have, that have impacted your life to other people. Exemplary proclaimers. Let's look at Peter and John. They just performed a miracle at the gate called Beautiful. They told that lame man that was born from his mother's womb, gold and silver we have not, but what we have we give unto you. And the name of Jesus of Nazareth, arise and walk. The man disappointed them. He jumped and started leaping. God did for him more than they expected. They said, arise and walk. At least if a lame man who had been lame for 40 years will arise and walk, he should be doing like this. Because he's taking his first step. The man just leaped. And started jumping around. And there was a halt in the service. Now they brought them before the council. Acts 4.13. Acts 4.13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. And perceived that they were uneducated untrained men so that you can't speak good English does not disturb you go to the person who will understand what you can speak they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus and seeing the man who had been healed standing with them they could say nothing against it may God give you such a miracle that is so notable that no one will say anything against you anymore in the name of Jesus but when they had commanded them to go outside out of the council they conferred among themselves saying what shall we do to this man for indeed that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it God will give you such a notable miracle clearly evident that even your adversaries cannot deny it in the name of Jesus they may not like your face they may try to gang up against you but they come to the conclusion there is something here that we cannot decode God is behind this man let's go on but so that it spreads no further among the people let us severely not just some empty threats let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. Let us threaten them 
severely. Go on. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. And they said, since you are an authority, yes, sir. Since you are likely to give me a position, yes, sir. Since I'm looking forward to your uh, helping me in my trajectory to number 16 position, yes, sir. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen. I can hear you. We cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. of the military when they, they will harass and arrest and do everything I, I had a song I can't, I, can't, I can't seal up try to contain the joy of the Lord on the inside of me and I will sing this way anchor no day for my hand padlock no day for my mouth hey, I go talk I go talk I go talk padlock hey, no day for my hand So, so they came, invited me to their office, and they took me to DMI in Apapa, Directorate of Military Intelligence, Apapa. And I saw before the generals, 
And they asked me questions. I can't go into that. Those of you who are there, you know, 2000. Was it 2000? No, 2000 was a person just arrest. <laughs> this was before 2000. <laughs> and they said, there's only one thing you must not do again. Mm-hmm. If you do it, then you pay for it. So yes, sir, what is it? He said, don't sing about child will be butchered anymore. Next Sunday, I came to church. I made sure I was casually dressed in case they are around to arrest me. I said, people of God, they say, make I not sing the song again, no. They say, which song? I said, you know the song, don't you? Abacha will be butchered, oh. Hallelujah. 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 Abacha will be butchered, oh. Hallelujah. 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 Abacha will be butchered, oh. Hallelujah. 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 Then I flew to Kano. Copac Conference of Prophetic Apostolic Churches in Nigeria. Copac Conference. Right in Canada. I said, Murtala Muhammad is not the last head of state that we brought back home dead. Abacha is coming back home dead. And then I came back to you that when the killer wants to kill, the killer shall be killed. Expect the night before miracle. The family of General Dia came to my home. They said they were about to kill their, 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 their son, their leader. The son of, a, of General Dia and his sister came to our home. And as they were talking to me here, when they saw me in church, I said, I'm hearing something from God. I need to broadcast this loud before the killer will kill. The killer himself shall be killed. Expect the night before a miracle. Tell magazine carried it. They all carried it. And the night before Dia could have been executed, a butcher began to foam in the mouth. I say, padlock no day for my mouth. Handcuff no day for my hand to hold. I go talk, I go talk, I go talk. Hey. I go talk, I go day for my mouth. Padlock no day for my hand to speak the things which you have seen and we have heard and then they came to their own company and reported the matter and they quoted from Psalm 2 why do they hidden rage why do they imagine vain things the kings of the earth are gathered together against the Lord and against the anointed and by the time they finished that service see what they said give me verse 31 verse 31 of Acts of the Apostles chapter 4 they were filled with the Holy Spirit again. Filled, filled, and being filled. Acts 4, 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaking. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Despite their severe threat, they spoke the word of God with boldness. So you can't say I am shy when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. You have a demon. Yeah. Something is traumatizing you. Shame is caging you. Past blunders is caging you. Poverty is caging you. You don't feel like human anymore. That's going to stop. Amen. Let's go to the foremost apostle to the Gentiles. What did he say? We have seen Peter. He said, I can't. We cannot but speak the things which you have seen 
and hurt. The problem you have nothing to share is God has done nothing for you. You are tenured for 30 years, you have not born any food. You know what you are called in the Bible? Barren fig tree. How about the foremost apostle? Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Romans 1, 16 and 17. Romans 1, 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The just. Every time you can't open your mouth because your boss is your boss is richer than you. Or somebody is bigger than you. Or somebody is greater than you. And you cannot open your mouth and tell them the truth about the gospel. You are ashamed of the gospel. You are just saying, well, this place where I am now. What they are saying is contrary to the gospel. But you see, I can't talk to them. Because um, they will not even listen. Have you tried? Say with me, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a power of God unto salvation. Every man who believes. In need, the righteousness of God is revealed. How can you exalt a nation without righteousness? We must boldly declare his word. No matter whose ox is God. We all must be proclaimers. Can I hear that? At the Citadel Global Community Church, every congregant is a proclaimer. The proclaimers class does not end with apostolic training school. Everyone in the Citadel Global Community Church is a proclaimer. Let's see the miracle Jesus performed before he commissioned the 12 apostles. He commissioned them in chapter 10. But what was the last miracle he performed before he commissioned them? Matthew chapter 9 verse 32. Matthew 9 32. And they went out. Behold, they brought to him a man mute and demon possessed. Hello. See, when you can't talk, there's something. I'm just shy. It's a manifestation of demonic spirit. He's a very shy person. We are sitting in the fruit of the spirit. And the fruit of the spirit is shyness. Give me the scripture. And when the demon was cast out, the mute spoke. And the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never seen like this in Israel. But the Pharisees said, he cast out demons by the rule of the demons. Why don't they cast out the demon themselves? People will talk about you no matter what you do. You understand? I mean, they would, there are people who have nothing good to say about you no matter how hard you try. Just like David said, 
Is there not a course? And move on. Yes, <laughs> Is there not a course? And move on. Look at the next verse. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers who can talk are few. The laborers who can proclaim a few. That was why the miracle before he commissioned them was to unlock the mouth and, and stop the muteness of the man. That you cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit and truly have encountered Jesus and keep quiet. Something is wrong with you. Can I be honest? You're not well. He said, pray ye therefore the Lord of harvest to send laborers into his harvest. Are they going to be picking cotton and wool? Are they going to be picking grapes? Is that the laborer that said, no, the proclaimers. Stand to your feet and pray with me this morning. Lord, in the name of Jesus, grant me the grace to speak the word of God accurately and boldly. As I share the gospel freely with everyone I come in contact with, especially in my territory of influence, and let my life match my words in Jesus' mighty name so that I don't just talk the talk, but I walk the walk in the name of Jesus. Pray for yourself. Let your tongue be loosened this morning. And you will boldly and accurately declare the word of God to everyone that you come in contact with in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Give us utterance, that spirit energized communication that communicates the heart of God straight to the hearts of men. Help us to be proclaimers of the good news. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today. But it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's word. This message will continue in a subsequent episode. I pray that the truth you have embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye for now.